Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like y'all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. NMLS number 32416, equal housing lender. Did you put Christmas on a credit card? Don't stress out about that extra holiday spending. SaveWithConrad.com can help you consolidate all of your high interest rate credit cards into one much lower monthly payment. SaveWithConrad.com has helped families just like yours save up to $800 a month. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And did I mention no payments until March? So don't make saving money a resolution next year. Make it happen today at SaveWithConrad.com. How's it going, everyone? Another special edition of Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff presented to you by the ad-free shows and the Podcast Heat Networks. As I said, uh, an unexpected edition uh, at this juncture. I'm John Alba, and coming to us via satellite from the airport is none other than Mr. Eric Bischoff. Eric, a historic day in pro wrestling. Vince McMahon shaved his mustache. Well, that in and of itself makes all of this worth it. That was like <laughs> that was like the best porn mustache of all time. Yeah, gone as WWE makes a historic splash in the entertainment industry, signing a ten-year deal with Netflix, valued at approximately five hundred million dollars per year. For the rights to Monday Night Raw and additional international content, uh, it is going to change the landscape of professional wrestling. Also, The Rock, now a member of the TKO Board of Directors. A lot to get through here, Eric. Um, man, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for this shoe to drop and everything at once. Your initial reaction before we dive into the nitty-gritty of all this. 
Well, it's, you know, it's a monster deal, and I, I haven't had a lot of time to think about it. I was on an airplane when the news broke, and uh, it was like a, a, two, two, big, two big pieces of news. One, Rock joining the, uh, the board of directors of TKO, which I think is fantastic. And the other, of course, being Netflix. And the Netflix deal, you know, it's funny, you know, with all the conversations that we've had, not just you and I, but everybody about where Raw may go. And certainly we talked a lot about Amazon. I think Amazon being the 800 pound gorilla in many respects uh, made a lot of sense because of, you know, the ancillary opportunities that came with it. But Netflix has been the real 800 pound gorilla in the streaming space for quite some time. And uh, while we didn't see it coming, it makes a ton of sense for a lot of reasons. And uh, I'm, I'm there for it, man. What a great day. Yeah. And if you remember, we did our beginning of the year predictions. And man, I'll tell you, I felt so confident that WWE would be going to a streaming platform because they always like to be a step ahead of where everyone else is going. Right. That's that's always been their M.O. They did it with the WWE Network. They were the first to go OTT. Now a clear industry leader in making a move like this, uh, getting into some of the nitty gritty, as I promised here, this is going to be taking place in January of 2025. Obviously the first time in the three decade history of raw that it will not be aired on a linear television network. Uh, the deal as mentioned is valued at $500 million per year for 10 years. Uh, this coming via variety here netflix has the option to opt out after the initial five years and to extend for an additional 10 years uh that is significant in its own right eric the wwe's current deal with nbc universal has raw airing until october of 2024 and according to variety an individual with knowledge of the situation was asked exactly where raw will air between the end of that deal and the beginning of the Netflix deal, and that is said to be still to be determined. Under the deal, Netflix will become the exclusive home of Raw in the United States, Canada, the UK, Latin America, and other territories once the deal begins, with more countries and regions to be added over time. Netflix will also become the TV home for all WWE shows outside of the US, including SmackDown and NXT, as well as PLEs and documentaries, original series, and additional projects. The Financial Times reports that Netflix will be producing additional content just for WWE's properties on Netflix. Uh, so Eric, this is much more and it's much greater than just a TV deal for Raw. This is a true content deal. What do you think of WWE obtaining a bundle like that to help elevate the other properties in the process? I don't think it's, well, obviously that's a big benefit, right? I don't mean to just dismiss that or discount but look at the picture here, you know, and I, I was just on with TMZ a few moments ago before this con. I was asked about this, this deal and its impact. If you look at, you know, and I've talked about patterns, right, a lot on this, this show. You know, you see little dots over here, little dots over there, and you start connecting those dots and you come up with a pattern or a picture, if you will. And if you look at what Nikon has done over the past year or year and a half, probably a lot of these things have been in play or been developing before they're announced. But it is clear to me, at least, that the growth opportunities for WWE, much like the NFL, we've discussed it before here on Strictly Business, the growth opportunity for WWE is international. Now, what does that mean with Netflix? I don't know. How about 240 million subscribers in 100 different, 190 different countries? 
that's a big opportunity to grow your international live events, your PLEs, and just establish a broader footprint internationally beyond, you know, the UK and, and Europe, which has traditionally been a, a good market to a degree for the US. But by going to streaming and not having to rely on cable or terrestrial broadcast in countries, for example, in Europe, that each each market within that country has different broadcast standards and it makes it historically, I don't know if it's the same way today, but when I was distributing overseas, Germany had a different set of tolerances, for example, than the UK did. UK had a different set than, than, than France did. And within those countries, some of the markets had restrictions because it was considered generally violent entertainment. This allows WWE, assuming that some of those challenges are still in place, to just circumvent it all. And now their content is going to be as easily accessed in the UK and in France and in Germany. I mean, you look at uh, the UK, $1.5 billion uh, revenue market for Netflix. It's the second largest just behind the US for Netflix. That is a massive growth opportunity because there will be probably more people to have access to the product or it will be easier to watch the product. So I, it's just all about international growth. To me, I think that was probably the reason behind this move. And it's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, one of the biggest talking points, Eric, over the course of the past three hours, and I think leading into it as well, was what type of audience growth or decrease would WWE expect domestically if it were to have moved to streaming? And and that's understandable, right? We've been so accustomed to linear TV and measuring viewership through that lens. And Netflix, between the U.S. and Canada, has more or less 75 to 80 million subscribers or so. So you can say that that's uh, tangential to the amount of homes that USA was in in the United States. Do you imagine that there will be any sort of challenges in maintaining the consistent viewership once you make that pivot to streaming and over the top on a week to week basis for a program like Raw? I mean, who knows? I, I certainly don't know, nor do I have access to the data that would suggest how many people um, who watch WWE currently on cable also have Netflix. I would imagine that's pr a pretty big number, and I'm, I'm even more confident that there is research and data there to support a decision that would probably suggest that the actual user-viewer uh, relationship with Netflix probably won't change that much over cable. That's exactly what I was going to ask you, because you've talked about focus groups and studies in the past. Explaining this to the casual viewer, per se, it's not like WWE makes a move like this without doing the necessary focus group <laughs> research. Like they're, they're recognizing that probably a good majority of its audience has streaming properties like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon at their disposal, right? You think? <laughs> I mean, they're already in the streaming business. They know so much already. And between the WWE database, uh, the proprietary database, and that of Netflix, I think you would be able to sit down with some really smart people who actually know what they're talking about and be able to paint a picture that would, like I said, overlay current WWE viewership against Netflix subscriber base. And you'd probably find that there's a lot of duplication there or... Or, short story, I don't think you're going to lose any ground. Yeah, plus, like you said, 
240 plus million subscribers. Uh, that alone is significant in your global reach. And Netflix is pricey. You know, there are different tiers where there are ad tiers and there are non-ad tiers. Uh, some of it uh, up to $16, $17 a month, depending on what tier you have for a subscription. I I'm curious as to whether or not that would go up with a rights increase like this. This is uh, Netflix does not have any existing deals like this, Eric. This is the first of its kind for Netflix trying to get into the live sports property streaming service uh, business. It was something that Netflix really denied for a long time that it had interest in until they made a bid for Formula One rights not all that long ago. Uh, from, from a business strategy standpoint, having WWE as a partner, what do you think it allows Netflix to do? Well, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were reading headlines about Netflix, you know, being in financial peril and cutting costs and laying people off and slashing some of the bigger budget uh, initiatives. And I think this is a great way for Netflix to take the next step in its evolution and growing its audience by having a product. You know, you go back to go back to Ted Turner and Ted's vision that, that if you have wrestling, the people will come. That is the essence of why Ted believed in wrestling as much as he did. And now I think we're seeing it with Netflix. Netflix needs to grow their audience too. I've said it before on this show a thousand times. If you're not growing in the television industry, you were dying. And I think this is a great way for Netflix one of the great ways for Netflix, maybe future live sports will become more important, but or live events, I should say. But this is a big opportunity for Netflix to inherit a worldwide loyal audience for a product that up until this point has only been available on terrestrial or cable television. Now that audience is going to move to Netflix. And I think there'll be a lot of growth, particularly internationally, in, in, in Netflix's platform simply because of the wwe keep in mind you know comedy doesn't really translate well internationally drama eh, sometimes does sometimes doesn't the one thing that speaks all languages is professional wrestling and i think there's going to be a significant amount of growth for netflix as well as for WWE as a result of this. And just think of it too, Eric, like since this is the first property that Netflix is investing in on a deal like this, think of the caliber and quality of promotion WWE is going to get from Netflix. They have to, like they have to go all out in promoting something like this because they're investing so much in it heavily up front. Uh, WWE is going to reap so much benefit from just that alone. I, I think of it like this. We think so much about WWE as a linear TV property, but now with this shift happening and getting into the streaming realm, the streaming venture, we have to start looking at WWE programming, at least specifically Raw, very much akin to Euphoria or Stranger Things, where this is a streaming property now. It's no longer just a live television property, and I think... That might be a bit of an adjustment for some wrestling fans to wrap their heads around, but think of the possibilities and IP opportunities that that could produce for the company in the future too, Eric. Oh, it's, I mean, the, the, it's amazing. It, it, it's, it's an amazing, I hate to use the term landscape changing because we've heard so many things that we're going to change the wrestling landscape and change wrestling forever and all that happy horse shit. But this really will. 
and, and really has, not that it will, it already has. And again, I like to step back and kind of look at, at the history. Professional wrestling before cable television was probably the most watched form of entertainment in any major market across the United States. Now it was on independent stations and they were buy-ons and it wasn't a traditional distribution model necessarily. But nonetheless, in terms of eyeballs watching the product, in just about every major market in the United States, professional wrestling on either Saturday or Sunday was one of the highest rated shows, if not the highest rated shows long before cable. Cable television comes along and Vince McMahon embraces it, sees the future in it. And before we knew it, professional wrestling on the leading edge of cable television in terms of success as a form of entertainment and stability. Um, out of cable television evolves pay-per-view. What become one of the most consistent top performers in all of pay-per-view? Professional wrestling. Then the digital age comes along. The WWE uh, universe footprint, digital, WWE.com, one of the most successful platforms in the entertainment business worldwide. And now you've got the street OTT platform, hugely successful, and now a transition into third-party streaming. Again, professional wrestling maintaining its record as living on the leading edge of the evolution of not only production and entertainment, but also distribution. I think it's freaking amazing. I love it. Yeah, and it's so unique that this wild, crazy industry is at the forefront of the general change and shift in the streaming and cable uh, paradigm shift that we're seeing across the board. Um, one of the things that stood out to me, Eric, from the press release, and I'm not sure if you got a chance to read the actual press release, but I have not. Uh, it was never referred to as Monday Night Raw. It was strictly referred to as Raw. And that's been something that a lot of people have been thinking about. We've talked about it in the past on this podcast, where if another property were to acquire Monday Night Raw, could you move it to another night? And now with streaming, it's kind of like a blank canvas, isn't it? Where Netflix could put this show wherever, whenever, for however long it wants to. Uh, do you see a possibility where this thing moves off the institution that is Monday Night Wrestling? Could could, as we've talked about, you know, on this show many times and, and on 83 weeks as well, one of the things about the professional wrestling audience, one of the benefits of having a, a large loyal audience is that they are so loyal and the audience will find you. It, it doesn't, you know, I, and I've had shows that were that Jason Hervey and I created and produced and placed on a network, a cable outlet. And. You know, you can move a cable show around from night to night, and you're going to get your ass kicked, right? In any television show. Once you change nights, it's difficult to get the audience to go with you, except for with professional wrestling. The audience is so loyal, they will find you. And it's interesting, you know, can, can Raw, now, no longer Monday Night Raw, but can Raw on Netflix avoid Monday Night Football conflict? Sure. Can they move the schedule around seasonally? Maybe. I mean, anything's possible. But I think the fact that the wrestling audience is so loyal gives the Netflix opportunity even more. It's even more interesting for me because of that. What about the idea of Monday Night Raw? Because this is what everyone wants to know. 
you know, Monday Night Raw, we know, became a three-hour show in 2012 because of the possibility to expand on ad revenue. Uh, you know, Netflix has the built-in ad tier. If, if they were to bring in live ads, that would be something very different for them that we haven't seen before. I mean, could you see a scenario where now where this flat rate is given to WWE for this property that Monday Night Raw maybe goes back to a two-hour show? This, this has been one of the most inquired about questions with WWE and Raw specifically. Who knows? I mean, yeah. unless you're sitting in the meetings, you know, I don't think there's any way to... to predict what what's going to happen with regard to two hours the one thing i will say is that wwe now for a number of years has really learned how to produce a three-hour show they've gotten very good at it you know if you watch your quarter hour ratings now it depends you know on what time of year it is of course but overall they've been able to maintain their audience pretty well over three hours, I would say very well over three hours. I would say amazingly well over three hours compared to other forms of entertainment other than actual sports. Um, they built a roster around the fact that they have a three-hour show over the last few years. We talked the other day on 83 Weeks about how top-heavy, in some respects, AEW is, or excuse me, WWE is. But that also gives you the ability to do more. So whether or not they go from two hours to three hours, hell, unless you're in the room or sitting outside of Nick Khan's office or somebody at Netflix, no way to know. But it'll sure be fun to find out. Let's take a pause because this episode of Strictly Business is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, gents. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Here's how you do it. BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is so simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the United States of America and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. What better way to celebrate Netflixing and chilling with WWE Raw on your television than by popping a Blue Chew? It's going to be easier than ever before. And whether Raw is a two-hour show or a three-hour show, you're going to be able to get your action in and see all the action on your television screen or wherever you are streaming this show. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options now at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WrestleBiz at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code WrestleBiz. W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, Amy asking this from ad free shows. We got a ton of ad free shows subscribers here, uh, watching live. So thank you to all of you guys. Adfreeshows.com, of course, get to early access and live taping access to shows like Strictly Business and many others. Amy asking, what are the odds of Netflix taking over WWE from Peacock? Now, Eric, we know the WWE Peacock deal runs until 2026, but if that were to be the case, 
Netflix would pretty much have access to just about all of WWE's live programming options aside from SmackDown and NXT uh, domestically here. Yeah, I mean, again, too hard to predict. You know, it makes sense on the surface, doesn't it? Because Netflix is a streaming platform and combining WWE into a rolling WWE streaming into uh, Netflix just on the surface makes a great deal of sense. But you can also argue that, you know, if you're WWE, perhaps you want some diversification in your assets and you may not want all your eggs in the Netflix basket. Right. A lot of that depends on the check that comes with it. Well, and also, too, I know it's easy to get caught up in this Netflix news, but they still have a very profitable and resourceful relationship with NBC Universal. Like, let's not take that off the table here. They just re-upped with them for the rights to SmackDown for a, a nice rights increase. That's a good point. That's a good point as well. You want to you want to keep your partners happy. Yeah, and and by all accounts, the Peacock relationship has worked out wonderfully for both sides. So I don't see a scenario necessarily where it's automatically just shifting the content to Netflix domestically. There has to be some sort of incentive for NBC Universal to maintain this partnership in the way that it is. Because believe it or not, in three years' time, Eric will be talking about what's next for SmackDown. Because that's well, and and, and that's and that's why diversification equals leverage in some cases. You know, if you're WWE, you want to maintain a little bit of leverage as opposed to, like I said, putting all your eggs in a Netflix basket. So it's just going to be so much fun to watch. You know, for a, for a business geek like me, you know, I watch wrestling from time to time because of what I hear about what's going to happen in the ring, like I did with Hook and Samoa Joe last week or whenever it was. But, you know, what gets me going, what gets me excited is where the business of the business is going. And... The fact that WWE here and and net, you know WWE in particular is as Wayne Gretzky would say skating where the puck is going instead of playing where the puck has been. Just I'm so excited to see this kind of growth and forward thinking, as opposed to some of the other things that we're seeing or not seeing uh, in the industry. This is called growing the business. This is doing something that's great for the industry and it's it's so exciting for me to see this industry is going to be around long after i'm gone and that's all someone like me who's grown up in the business professionally this is what you love to see man this thing's going to be around a lot longer yeah. than any of us one of the facets of this deal that i find really interesting is that netflix is much more than a streaming service right netflix is a production company and that opens up a lot of possibilities for WWE programming. Like we know there will be documentaries involved, but maybe there's even opportunities for scripted programming. Like Denovius here asking, with this new deal making news, do you see more WWE movies being released on Netflix with better writers, stories, and quality? I mean, Eric, there's certainly an opportunity here to have some crossover with some very talented people in WWE to maybe be part of other Netflix properties, right? Yeah, I mean, I can speak from experience. Um, I worked with Todd Phillips, and uh, Todd Phillips, who just directed the most recent Joker and directed the, the one previous to that, uh, Scott Silver, who wrote both of those movies. Uh, now, I, I believe they're with Warner Features now, but they were with Netflix, and I'm sure still have a great relationship with Netflix. That level of writer, director, producers um, creates a whole new opportunity for, for WWE content beyond just what we see on Raw. Now, 
obviously we look at how this impacts WWE directly. It's monumental. It's massive. But there's another domino that falls with this. WWE Warner Brothers Discovery is not happening. And that opens up the lane for AEW to go secure that TV deal with Warner Brothers Discovery and re-up. A pretty pretty significant opportunity at that, Eric. Now, our friend Andrew Zarian, who's been on this podcast a couple times, uh, did report earlier today, Tuesday, as we record this, that uh, as far as AEW content is concerned, I'm going to quote him, said, a source mentioned to me that it's very possible for AEW to become a cable streaming hybrid show, much like how the NBA simulcasts on TNT and Max, and that there's been a push for something like that to happen. So for those not grasping that, hypothetically speaking, Dynamite would air on TBS while also simultaneously streaming on Max at the same exact time. Now, you can currently watch Dynamite or Rampage or Collision via streaming if you're a TBS or TNT subscriber and you can watch it on their website or their app, but this would be specific to Max and TNT or TBS on television. Uh, where do you see the headway being made here between AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery? What do you think about the idea of a dual hybrid streaming platform or deal in that context? I am not bullish on a renewal for AEW. I, I, I remain very suspect that there'll be any deal going forward with AEW, irregardless of, of Raw and WWE. We'll see. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I am. I typically am not when it comes to this kind of thing. But who knows? Anything can happen. The television industry, as we saw, as we woke up to this this morning, is an ever-evolving landscape where the parameters change and dynamics change. Who knows? It could be good for AEW. I just think their lack of performance and mismanagement that's made its way into the public domain uh, is not a good reflection on the future of that property with, with Warner Brothers Discovery. But I This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 10Wrestling today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 10Wrestling. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. 
Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Could be wrong. Well, I, I have to hold this to you, though. It was about a month and a half ago you said on this very show that you felt pretty confident about WWE and Warner Brothers Discovery getting across the finish line, and it didn't happen. So what? I could be wrong. Right. So, I, I mean, what, what do you see changing then in that respect? Because you, you felt pretty confident about that. So well, I, I felt confident because I had it on good authority that Warner Brothers Discovery, long before this subject came up of the potential of Raw moving to Warner Brothers Discovery, I had on good authority that um, Warner Brothers Discovery was interested in acquiring WWE way back last summer, before any of this happened. And that's a significant interest. So it only stood to reason it's logical that if they were interested in buying it, they might possibly, likely, be interested in licensing it. But I certainly didn't anticipate Netflix popping up out of, you know, you and I talked about Amazon. We considered that might be an alternative for WWE, but none of us, including me, saw Netflix on the horizon uh, because they typically haven't been in acquisition mode for the last year or two, perhaps three. Uh, so this was a bit of a surprise, but it doesn't change the fact as I've been saying for two years now, that the lack of growth in AEW does not bode well for its future. You're either growing or dying. Whether you're dying, you know, by being decapitated or you're dying by death of a thousand cuts. Death is death. It's just a matter of time. But couldn't you argue that a report like that, where you're having some sort of hybrid streaming deal where you're on TV, but you're also accessible on Max, couldn't you argue that that's growth? Seems, I mean, that seems plausible to me. No. I mean, maybe. It's, it's I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know that I could, I, I think it's a potential growth opportunity. But I don't think you could, I don't, I wouldn't call it growth. I would call it an opportunistic experience and challenge that could, that could provide growth. I don't know. It's too early to tell. We'll see. I think one of the biggest elements at play there, too, is, well, there's two, obviously, still the NBA TV rights, as we talk about every single week here, but also this report of merger discussions between Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount. And should that happen, you know, then you're potentially combining streaming services between Paramount Plus and, and Max. And, and then there certainly would be an opportunity for more eyes. But we have no idea what that's going to look like, how long something like that would take. It's such a, I mean, projecting that far out and trying right. to put pieces together into the future like that is, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of dirt sheet writers will be sitting, I'm sure Dave Meltzer is going to be sitting there with a calculator doing the math and say, extrapolating numbers like, well, Raw's worth $500 billion and it gets this rating. That means the AEW is worth this, you know, and trying to come up with an evaluation like that. It's, let's just see, man. Let's just see. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's significant. Um, you know, when, when we had Richard Deitch on, we talked about the beachfront property in Maui that Nick Khan's going to be sitting on in a couple of years. I think he could buy a couple more islands, don't you think? <laughs> Guy's going to have no shortage of places to go vacation, that's for sure. He's got to be, like after this, I mean, this is clearly something that Nick Khan's street credibility helped maneuver, and obviously Ari Emanuel being in the play here too, but... 
Nick Khan has to go down as maybe the most significant personnel hire in wrestling history, right? Uh, you, you, yeah, I think that's a very safe statement. I mean, he's done an amazing job. He's a big thinker. He's got the relationships to make it work. You know, it's one thing to have great ideas. It's another thing to have great relationships. But when you've got vision, like Nick Khan clearly has, experience, like Nick Khan certainly has, um, and you've got the relationships and the credibility in the entertainment industry to the level that Nick Khan has, and now Ari Emanuel, we, you know, one of the things that we talked about when uh, when the whole endeavor, you know, TKO WWE thing happened, it's like, what, you know, what's the potential for that? What can happen with that? And we talked about the synergy, and it's a word that I very rarely use because it's overused and misused so often. Much like existential. Like I want to slap anybody that said uses the term existential in a sentence and really doesn't know how to use the term or what it means. But synergy is another one of those words in the business industry that everybody aspires to, everybody talks about, everybody has a plan for, and it goes against human nature, right? Generally speaking, people are territorial by nature, and that extends into the business world as well. That's why I used to say, you know, when AOL, Time Warner, Turner happened, it was easier for me to get, you know, a guy by the name of Peter Goober, who was a former chairman of Sony Pictures on the phone, than it was for me to get a, a phone call return for someone within Turner Broadcasting that I needed to talk to. That's an example of, you know, the theory of synergy, but it doesn't really work. But with a guy like Nick Khan now and his relationships and the WWE opportunity, I see so much synergy licensing merchandising international growth now this netflix deal all of this feeds into massive amounts of expansion it has got to be so exciting to be in the halls of wwe right now it's got to be Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped, because your resolutions shouldn't be the only things that are well kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean-shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code WrestleBiz for 20% off plus free shipping. Happy New Year, or is it actually Happy New Balls? It's a valuable question that is worth asking yourself because in 2023, I turned 30. I know some of you are sitting here saying, 30 years old? That's it? Well, it was a big deal for me because I've been graying like crazy. The grays are coming in fast for me. And with Manscaped, I'm able to take care of all of them wherever they are on my body. And I look forward to doing so in 2024 because you know that they are going to come in even more prominently. So let's introduce you to the MVP of 2024, Manscaped's fifth generation lawnmower. It's not just a trimmer. It's your grooming sidekick equipped with two, not one. But two, skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. It's like having a personal stylist at your fingertips or, well, wherever you actually need it. And did we mention it's waterproof? Because a trim in the shower is the only way to start the day right. And for my men who want the full grooming experience, look no further than Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0. In this grooming kit, 
You're going to get trusted lawnmower, manscapes, ear and nose hair trimmer, and essential aftercare products with the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Shaping Ball Deodorant. Yeah, that's right. Deodorant for your balls. But you didn't think you needed that one. Well, as a gesture for the new year, they even threw in two free gifts, the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag, because they know good and well you're still rocking your box from high school. It's okay, no shame, but do something about it. Let's face it, resolutions might come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WrestleBiz at Manscaped.com because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. Yeah, well, and he changed the thought process of what WWE can be, where now it's no longer, there's nothing linear about WWE right now. That's why I always argue with wrestling fans who say well there's there's no way this match could happen at this show because historically it hasn't or there's no way that wwe could be on a streaming platform because historically it hasn't throw all that out that's no longer relevant we're, we're in uncharted territory where anything can happen like that used to be an old mantra of vince mcmahon anything can happen in the world wrestling federation we're in that territory now where Anything can happen with these properties and these licensing deals. I have no I'm I'm waiting for the WWE theme park to open. Like, like, like it's it's inevitable, right? Like we are that's where we're headed right now, where this brand is so much bigger than a pro wrestling company. Oh, it's it's yeah. They they left professional wrestling a long way ago. Yeah. Professional wrestling at its core. The basics are still there. It's storytelling, it's character driven. Um, character-driven storytelling with larger-than-life characters. It's always been that. It continues to be that. And it's the reason we're hearing and reading about what we're hearing about today. It is pure entertainment. Imagine that WWE theme park. You got the Cody Rhodes roller coaster where you're just about to get over the hill, but you never quite get over because you can't finish the story. You never know, man. It, it could end up uh, changing the game. Uh, I do want to talk about The Rock, though. Because that was something massive this morning as well. WWE made two appointments to their board of directors. Uh, entrepreneur Brad Keywell was added to it. But most importantly, or at least significantly in the public realm, Dwayne Johnson, now a member of the WWE and TKO board of directors. And with that, quote from the press release here, WWE has also entered into a services and merchandising agreement with Johnson that provides for his promotional licensing and other services and an intellectual property assignment agreement pursuant to which Johnson has secured ownership of his trademarked name, The Rock. This is pretty significant because for years he was unable to go by simply The Rock publicly. He had to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson if you want to utilize that name. Uh, but Ari Emanuel said today on CNBC that they reached this deal because he recognized how important that the rock name was to the Johnson family. And now they believe there will be that synergy between the two. Massive. Eric, what do you think about WWE and TKO bringing in the rock as a member of the board of directors? I, well, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know Dwayne Johnson personally. I've worked with him briefly when we were both in WWE, but um almost insignificant really so I, I don't know him i only know of him 
I, I'm certainly, you know, friendly with Brian Gewertz, who works for Seven Bucks, Seven Bucks Production, which is Rock's company. And I, you know, I like to stay in touch with with Brian, but um, I don't know Dwayne Johnson at all, to be honest. Uh, but I'm, he's such a powerful, dynamic, charismatic, and smart individual. You know, look what he's doing with with uh, professional football, and 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 that initiative obviously a success in the movie and television industry including wrestling i just i sum it up by saying i can't wait to see what's next man i'm in that this is you know the story is fascinating what we're the story about what we're reading and seeing now happening is fascinating to a guy like me who's been in the business all of his life professional life and now gets to sit back on the sidelines and watch it grow and prosper. It's so interesting and fascinating for me. I think Rock being involved makes it even more so and opens up even more doors because of the power of his celebrity and, and, and who he is and what he can bring to the table. It's just a fun time, man. I, 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 here's what I predict. Hardcore prediction here. It's going to be fun to watch. Can you Can you put your hair on the line on that one too? I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm on my way. I'm I'm here. I'm on my way to uh, New Jersey. I'm doing a uh, deal with uh, uh, Best Trivia Ever uh, Wednesday night, New Jersey. Excuse me. Yeah, Wednesday night, New Jersey, and then I'm going on to Tampa. And yes, I'll be getting my head shaved one more time because I lost another bet to Conrad Thompson. But this is it. I'm not betting anymore. Okay, well, at least good. not my hair. Not my hair. That's good. Oh, what do you think about The Rock retaining the IP? And, and what that does for him as an actor, as um, one-man business property. I don't know. Do, do I? I don't know how much. I don't know if it, that was a personal, if that was mostly personal for The Rock, a personal goal, or if it is a strategic business goal. I can't imagine that Dwayne The Rock Johnson, now having rights to The Rock, will have any positive or negative effect on his movie career. I think he's pretty well established. I mean, you could I probably agree call that. It, you, could, I, you could probably call him Elmer Fudd if he's <laughs> still doing pretty I, well. I agree right? with that, but but just the simplicity of The Rock and the brand recognition of The Rock. Uh, to well, me, that's better, it, it's better, but is it's better, but is he going to get more is he going to get better movies because of it? Is he going to get better scripts because of it? Or is it more of a personal satisfaction i earned it i deserve it i want it and and he was able to negotiate for it i don't know you you would have to know him yeah. in order to kind of get a read on that and i i don't want to pretend i do i don't well licensing always helps too where he can print his own property with the rock on it that that definitely helps uh right now as we record this pat mcafee has nick Khan on his show i'm trying to follow along for notes as we record uh, Khan said that the Netflix deal came together in a matter of the past couple of months. And he says that the reaction is internally overwhelmingly positive, which should be expected, uh, I would imagine. So within a couple months, Eric, you know, th this stuff had been steamrolling for the past year, more or less. And it was only about two, three months ago that we got news of the NBCU SmackDown deal. So it's very possible that they got SmackDown out of the way. And then started to make the headway on Raw immediately after that. It gives interesting insight as to how that process works. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers. 
offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Indeed. And John, I hate to bail on you guys early. Normally, I like to do the show for at least an hour or so, but it's getting a little busy here at the restaurant and a little noisy, too. So rather than uh, suffer through the audio issues, I'm going to say goodbye and look forward to doing this again next week. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in Florida. Eric, sounds great. I'm going to let you go. I'll wrap here on Strictly Business. Thanks for uh, hopping on here, of course, and uh, safe travels to you. I hope everything goes well with you. And uh, I look forward to seeing your bald head next week. <laughs> more than ever. Right. Appreciate See you, everybody. It, Thank you, John. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say, too, guys, th- this this is truly one of those things where uh, everything changes in the wrestling industry, right? Everything changes going forward. Uh, unlike Eric, I, I do think this does open up some headway for AEW to maneuver with Warner Brothers Discovery. I'm curious to see when that domino actually falls because now there's not nearly as much pressure on AEW to have to explore other options. Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't have as much leverage in terms of negotiating with AEW, even though it still has certainly a fair degree of it too. It's going to be a fascinating, very, very, very fascinating next couple of months here uh, in the wrestling realm as we move towards this uh matthew and we talked about this at the start of the show do i think that wwe might lose viewers initially for people like his dad who has no streaming platforms has no interest in them um you know, you know it might be an adjustment period for some people to make that switch but i, I don't foresee that having too much of an impact uh, netflix has an amazing amazing reach and If you have a smart TV or if you have Roku, Netflix is right there for you to click on, even if you don't have cable. So the option is there for people to view this show if they want to. I don't think it's going to be as significant as some are suggesting. And their global reach is going to improve significantly because now it's all in one. It's all encompassing. It's a place where everyone can show up to and consume this content. And let's say that WWE strikes a deal with Netflix here where they're producing original content. They get the library there. All of a sudden, Netflix is your one-stop shop, essentially. So if you want to consume WWE content, that's going to be the place. And wrestling is evergreen in that regard, where people are going to consume it no matter what. Even as the general audience size has decreased for pro wrestling, the money has improved substantially over the years because the value of the consumer continues to increase as well. That's how I see it. I think it's going to be an amazing time. I am interested to see if WWE moves Raw to a different night. 
I'm interested to see if it goes back to two hours, if it stays three hours. My gut says it probably stays three hours, but there are a lot of options now. You're not beholden to traditional television. There's no other time slot. And also something that Eric and I didn't get to talk about that I, I wanted to, on-demand accessibility improves tremendously with a deal like this. In theory, Raw should be available right after it's broadcast. We don't know for sure, but in theory, that would make sense. Which now, traditionally, you have to usually wait at least 24 hours. So the ability to watch Raw, whether it's live or immediately after, or the next day on the same platform, you don't have to be subscribed to multiple platforms to do so. That's invaluable. That is invaluable. I'm I'm really excited for what this means for pro wrestling, because I do think it raises the bar. And I do think it'll have a trickle-down effect. It might take some time, but I do think it opens opportunities for AEW and maybe other companies down the line to increase their reach. It's a good day for pro wrestling for something like this to happen. I know that might be an unpopular opinion for some, but we have to get out of this mentality of thinking that wrestling has to be one way. The Rock did say today as we record this that he sees him and Roman Reigns being a big WrestleMania match down the line. Didn't necessarily say now, didn't necessarily say next year. Could happen at some point. We talked about the possibility of it happening at Elimination Chamber. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case anymore. But the reality is pro wrestling can be anything now. You have to look at it in terms of a stranger things, of a euphoria. It's no longer beholden to just traditional linear television. This is a property that can be picked up anywhere. And Lindsay brings up a great point. I remember a lot of people having similar questions and conversations when WWE moved to Peacock from the network. I'll take it back even further, Lindsay. When WWE went over the top with the network, people were like, there's no way they're going to subscribe to that. Everyone was so hellbent on it has to be a cable television network. Nah, we saw how that worked out, right? Worked out really well for them. Just saying. Just saying. There's been a lot of fun, guys. I want to remind you, if you want to get on board with Strictly Business, head on over to advertisewitheric.com. Get your business, get your product out in front of thousands of listeners every single week, especially on special episodes like this. It's going to make sure your business or your product is being seen and heard by a lot of people. We'd love for you to join our team. That's advertisewitheric.com. I know uh, it wasn't the most ideal scenario today. Eric was on the road traveling, and he had to make sure that we could squeeze this in. But this will be your episode of Strictly Business for the week, and we will be back next week after the Royal Rumble goes down. By the way, guys, if you're interested in my work, head on over to wrestlingaccordingtoalba.com. I've got a special... Uh, service there where i connect with wrestling fans we make predictions for the royal rumble and all these special shows i do ask albas where it's an open q a live in person with me uh, we do tape studies where we watch famous matches from the past and break them down it's a lot of fun that's wrestling according to alba.com so head on over and check that out and of course adfreeshows.com you get early access to podcasts like Strictly Business, my other podcast, The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, and many other shows as well on the Conrad Thompson Cinematic Universe. Uh, but this has been a lot of fun. This has been Strictly Business. We will see you next time. 
Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day. Plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.